Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Wanna talk sex? The Naughty Roots Show. Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships. Every Sunday, 8 to 10pm on Sin Nation. Hello, hello, lovely people. Welcome back to the Naughty Rude Show. Two hours of naughtiness, of rudeness and the best two hours on radio of the week. As always, I'm Adam, joined by the lovely Liz. Liz, how are you going this week? I'm going good. How is everybody's week going? Hopefully, uh, the audience members has plenty of uh, dirty little tales they can tell us later. But thank you for joining us once again on the Sin Network 90.7. Shape your tweet, another amazing show, another dirty show, another cheeky show, and thoroughly enjoyable for me to, me to host, and hopefully thoroughly enjoyable for you to listen. We run because the audience, you guys, you listen to our show, you add to our show, you are the Naughty Rude Show. We are the Naughty Rude you Show. You pretty much make us. Exactly. You are the reason we exist. True. <laughs> but we appreciate every little word we get from you guys, all the support. It, it makes it makes us feel so happy to kind of host the show. And if you guys want to get in touch with us across any of our platforms, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Spotify, and Omni. And that is Naughty Rude Sin, Naughty Rude, S-Y-N. And also, if there's a case where you kind of feel like telling us something, but you don't want to reveal all the details, like your identity, we also hit us up on Tumblr and Linktree. Same thing again, Naughty Roots In. And you can tell us anything that you want. We've heard some very cheeky stories this week and the very week before. Cheeky. And I, I can definitely tell the audience is uh, definitely having as much fun in their personal lives as we have on air. But and again, lovely night shaping up to be a good show. And of course, if you like hearing what you're hearing and you want to hear more, we have our podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. If we're not there, try somewhere else. Try somewhere better, because that's where we'll be. Exactly. Hunt around all that. Whatever platform, you'll be hearing the exact same thing that you heard tonight. And you've got to really relive these adventures and these stories over and over again. But before we start, Adam, I have a question for you. Hmm. Are we doctors? I don't think we are. Last time I checked, it didn't come in the mail. What about yeah. yours? No, I didn't get mine in the mail yet. Very so, as you heard here, folks, we aren't medical professionals. We can only really offer you advice. Or, like, we, we'd like to hear about it. Mm. But please don't talk. Don't ask us <laughs> for medical advice. We aren't your GP. Please go to your GP. Exactly. Tell us your stories like you're telling, telling your mates. Don't tell us the stories. Tell us your stories like you're telling um, a doctor or a GP. On, the, on terms of health... The Naughty Roo Show is a fantastic show where we talk about some things, some some crazy things, some amazing things, but also sometimes we talk about some serious issues and they can affect you from a personal level and they can make you feel a bit icky and a bit like not feeling great. And that's completely understandable. Like I've had some shows where I've talked about some issues and I'm like, you know what, that doesn't seem well, I need to talk to someone. And so Sin has a great partnership with three mental health organizations that are all, their lines are open 24-7. They're always happy to hear you. There is Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636, Kids Helpline, 1800-55-1800, and the Q-Life Helpline, which specializes in all issues surrounding the LBGTQI plus community, and that is 1800-184-527. Never be afraid to talk, guys. Like the more like what we're talking about in this show, nothing should be taboo. Communication is everything, and you feel so much better after kind of just telling people how you're feeling. So how are you feeling, Adam? Excited as always. How's your week been? How's your naughty rude week been? Oh, here and there, here and there. Essentially, my night consisted of having a little uh, rendezvous uh, last night that resulted in me getting home at four a.m. And then uh, my favorite show of the of the year, the biggest event of the decade, as always. Eurovision was on at five o'clock, so it was a case of me staying up that extra hour, staying for Eurovision. We finished around nine o'clock, and then going straight over to my grandparents for um. For uh, Mother's Day lunch. So, I'm a little bit tired, but coming on this show, doesn't matter how sleep-deprived I am, never fails to get me hyped and get me pumped up. Speaking of Eurovision, this week the music's a bit different. You might have, you might, you might have, we might, you might know these tunes. Oh my god, this Sunday's getting to me. (laughs) You might know these tunes, you might not, but they are all from Eurovision this week, because both of us are actually diehard Eurovision fans. So, 
If you like Eurovision, please tune in. Also, if you don't like Eurovision, we still talk about some pretty cool topics. So please tune in. Exactly. You've got much to hear, much to listen to. But talking about Eurovision, let's get stuck into two songs. We've got two of my personal choices, two of my favorite songs. We've got Satellite by Lena, the winner of the 2010 edition. And we've got Last Off by We Are Domi, the Czech representative of last year's competition. You're listening to The Reed Show, Naughty Reed Show with Adam and Liz. Satellite by Lena and Lice Off by We Are Domi. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show with Adam and Liz Anderson. Check out to be another very exciting and exhilarating episode this week. What's, ne- what's our next little subject we'll be chatting about tonight? So we're going to be starting this week off with the ABCs of sex. Which letter are we at, Adam? Well, I descri- as I said, we describe, we describe those two songs as exhilarating and exciting and just... Amazing all around. So it is the letter E this week. Oh my gosh. We're getting through the letters so quickly. Oh, exactly. We're learning a new letter each week. It's like, oh, son of a little. Well, when I think of the word letter E, I think the first thing I think of, which forgive me for having a bit of naughty rude language, Ooh. but I, I, I think of erection and that might just be the 13 year old child in me. <laughs> Please tell me you've got something better. Um, I do agree with that one. One of my first ones. Uh, I kind of, I kind of go down kind of the the kink pathway when I think of the letter Ooh. E. I kind of think like exhibition, exhibitionism. You like being kind of one with nature. So I guess for all the viewers who don't know, listeners, sorry, forgot you guys weren't here with me. <laughs> exactly. For all the <laughs> listeners, what is exhibitionism? It basically kind of like you're very comfortable with your skin. You kind of like you're comfortable kind of basically being being seen in public. Okay. You also kind of like, for example, kind of skinny dipping. That'd be a case of it. Or okay. kind of basically doing it outside, doing a car, something like that. It's definitely kind of, you're taking that kind of extra little risk. Even if there's nobody around, it's kind of like the whole, um, it's just kind of the thought of being watched is like, damn, it's cool. I'm a, I'm a little bit, I don't mind it. I just kind of like, just like trying new things and kind of new, new spaces. So if an opportunity comes up to kind of point try something kind of something I've never done it before I'm like I'll probably take it out very cool okay learning something new about Adam every week guys <laughs> tune in more to find out more <laughs> so I guess the next word would be emergency pill also known as plan B hmm. not to be confused with the other pills exactly well sex ed is so important but he- the reality is that you can prepare the whole as much as you want to but accidents do happen mm-hmm. and you should always always know that it is available over the counter in any chemist price line basically any kind of medical kind of facility or kind of med- places they're giving out medicine mm. so if accidents do happen don't worry don't panic i think i'm not entirely sure how much it costs but I th- it's relatively affordable it'd be under fifty dollars I reckon it's under fifty dollars. Yeah, I think it was like around thirty dollars. That's last like one of our some some of my um girls who I know kind of like yeah. how much how much are we looking at here? It's like thirty bucks. So, I yeah. think based off conversations, it's been like it's been relatively affordable. Mm. But I think the the quickest way you can just get onto it as quick as you can and kind of do what you need to do with the pill and kind of go from there. But the, obviously, if you have any worries or any like fears, I would really suggest just speaking to a GP or speaking mm. to your like your doctor or reaching out to maybe like a friend or something regarding how you feel about the pill. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk to people who Mm. know, don't be afraid to talk to people who kind of know more than you, who specialize in that industry, who are just more qualified all around. Getting a little less, a little more silly route. You uh, brought up erection. I'll uh, join that erection with ejaculate. Okay. (laughs) Well, one usually follows the other. If my sex ed hasn't uh, failed me. I don't I I think you might be right in this case. I think I think you actually might be correct. Are you sure you're not a doctor, Adam? Pretty sure I'm not. I mean, I wish Shame. I wish I, I wish I had the uni degree, but no, my ATAR definitely did not allow me the opportunity to uh study medicine at any of the fine universities in Melbourne or Australia. Hence why I'm doing journalism, people. <laughs> that is so true. But yeah, I reckon um ejaculate. I think never be afraid to finish. Like, I saw a comment on Instagram the other day. It's like, there was this guy kind of boasting that he slept with a bunch of, uh, like, dozens of girls said, I've never finished. Like, I've never cummed. I'm like, mate, you know, you do realize that's the point of it, to get pleasure. The finish is kind of like, you've enjoyed yourself so much. It's happened. If you're kind of holding it all in, are you really enjoying yourself? Or are you just kind of doing it for the status? Take your time. Enjoy it. It's supposed to be fun. It's not a race. Exactly. Definitely not a race. On the other hand, um, definitely don't worry, don't stress so much about kind of making people finish. Mm. Just kind of listen to listen to them. 
ask what you need to do. And if you're willing to kind of do what they kind of require of you to make them finish, do it. But the reality is that sometimes it doesn't happen. Your mood can affect who you are, how you're feeling, the whole situation, the whole environmental factors. So honestly, it's just a case. If it happens, that's awesome. But if it doesn't, as long as you're enjoying yourself, that's all that matters. Exactly. And I guess our last E would be endo. For those who don't know, endo would be meaning endometriosis, which is a disease that where like the tissue similar to the lining of the uterus grows outside of the uterus. I don't think we're going to speak too much on it today, mm. just because neither of us are really educated on this topic. But we will try to bring you this topic in the near future or in the future down the line. Oh, exactly. We'd love to be able to kind of further our own education about the issue and definitely have further conversations with you guys, the audience, but also potentially some guests that we get on the show and kind of just kind of talk about it because that's the reality is that these topics are so important because they affect so many people. Yeah. And the less taboo we can kind of make it the awesome and kind of basically just learn more about kind of what, what, the, what our bodies are and what they are capable of doing. But yeah, I think, um, again, lovely little segment will be followed up by a lovely little song. Actually, two songs for that matter. Ooh, what got, are the two songs? We got Hold Me Closer by Cornelia Jacobs. This song finished runner-up in last year, third, in third place in last year's Eurovision. And we got That's Rich by Brooke, the Irish entrance of the 2022 edition. You're listening to Naughty Root Show on 90.7 with Adam and Liz. Call Me Closer by Cornelia Jacobs and That's Rich by Brooke. You're listening to Naughty Root Show on Sin 90.7 with Adam and Liz. And the fun times are going, the tunes are pumping, and I think on this lovely Sunday night, we're just enjoying every single minute of it. And that kind of sums up basically kind of sex in general. You're just going with the flow, having fun, enjoying yourself. But like with everything, there can come a more serious time. And where you kind of, you need to have a chat with someone. And you need to kind of like, basically kind of just sit down and kind of be serious and kind of look them in the eye and saying, we have an issue. So Liz, how exactly do you go about kind of having a serious chat to someone who you obviously care a lot about, but you sometimes have to give, kind of talk about an issue that could be very tricky or they might not want to hear? I think that, in my opinion, context is important. So in this case, I guess we would be talking about maybe more of like a we need to have a chat regarding maybe a relationship, like a partner. Mm. Say, for example, you need to talk to your partner about something serious, or you might need to think about ending it. I would, my opinion is that, oh my God, I'm blanking. <laughs> Adam, help. I think when it comes to having these these um, chats, you want to do it in an area that's not volatile. You don't want to do it in an area. You, I, in my experience when I've had to have these conversations, not even regarding like sexual sex, identity or kind of like relationships, but kind of those about serious issues between me and a friend or a workmate. I've done an area that's been quiet. They're kinda of, you can chill, you can relax. Or if you've had a big fight, don't try and follow that big fight up half an hour later with like a big conversation. I think like following that up, if um we're speaking about doing it in like a bit of a hmm. private ish kind of situation, I would just like to add that my recommendation is not to do it like in a personal like setting so mm. don't do it in your home like that kind of stuff i feel like topics like this are always very good for in a very neutral environment that mm. way you don't associate a specific environment with a specific mm. topic mm. i reckon kind of like let's say a park or like a quiet mm. cafe i reckon that'd be awesome mm-hmm. and it also means you are in the area where ne- for the sake of kind of public embarrassment neither one of you can afford to get really loud or kind of lose their Lose yeah. their mind, basically. So, so I'd probably keep it more vol- more kind of calm. It's it's a bit safer too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So especially if you're having a conversation with someone who you don't exactly trust for various yeah. reasons, um, they can vary from a lot of different examples. This means you're surrounded by people. People can see. I mean, let's be honest. We're all gigs. We kind of like kind of eavesdropping. Members of the public can kind of see what's going on, even if they don't kind of acknowledge it. And if it does get to a point where someone's getting a bit loud someone will kind of the way it kind of goes someone will step in so i think yeah safety is a huge thing and i think also once you've had that chat i recommend it's always good to have like a follow-up mm. don't just kind of leave it there especially it's a relationship ending don't kind of just say, like we're done see ya i reckon the way i think about it once you when you break up with someone it's kind of like the volcano has exploded mm. and the lava is flowing down the volcano mm. don't have don't try and have a conversation a couple of days later while the volcano while the lava is still boiling hot Wait for the lava's kind of cool over so you can kind of actually step on it. Wait for kind of basically the, the momentum to stop and then you can go, safely go around it. I don't fully agree because I think that regarding, at least regarding a breakup, 
Mm. I feel like sometimes space is really important. Mm. And I think it also really depends on how you end it off as. Some people, I feel like some people find it really helpful to just cut it off and like end it there Mm. rather than prolonging it continuously. Because just based off like my experiences at least, sometimes when you don't like fully sever it and like end it, there can be a bit of a toxic like... Mm you know, somebody's clinging on to the relationship and somebody gets the wrong idea and, like, somebody's feelings get hurt. You know, it's just a whole... It's very messy afterwards. So kind of quickly establishing kind of boundaries again Mm -hmm. after a relationship, whether that's... Yes, boundaries. Yeah, I think that's kind of a good thing. Like, just kind of don't allow you for that kind of, like, does she like me? Do they like me? I still like... I still like them. Don't allow that to happen. Kind of like, we are not... We are... We can be friends or acquaintances, but we're not that anymore. We're not what, what we once were. Yeah, I guess on like the other other side of things, how do you how do you deal with being, I guess, rejected in that way? I'll, I'll be honest, it sucks. It's not nice to hear. No, it's not here to kind of see someone like I like you, but I don't like you that way. Whether that's a friend zone, whether that's kind of you, you've been you've your high school sweetheart you've, who you've been with since like year nine ten. It's not nice to kind of get it, but I think you just kind of need to look at yourself and like you need to be kind to yourself. Mm. Like they've made that decision for their life which they think will further make them happier. That's not... Don't take it... Even though it is quite personal, don't look at it. They don't like me. It's me. Because the reality is that they're making their decision for their own kind of self-worth, for their own life, for their wellness. And it's usually nothing against you. But I think it's always good to... It's always good to ask kind of like, why? Like, my, mm-hmm. not, not like, tell me, why did I... Why did I... What did I do wrong? What have I done to people? But just kind of like... Can you just explain to me, like, so where did, where did you kind of start realising that you might want to go other ways? And mm. kind of hearing kind of like someone kind of criticism is really hard, whether it's kind of in uni or sport or even, or in sex. But it's always good to kind of know because you can improve and you can reflect hopefully. And again, relationships, they vary. Like some are very toxic, unfortunately. Mm. Some are very kind of plaintive and very kind of easy. Yeah. But if you are fortunate to be in a one that was kind of on the nicer side, I think it's always good to kind of like, that's what I kind of said, like, Especially in my case, where it's not really relationships, it's more being friends' benefits. I kind of ask, like, I always say, thank you. Like, I really enjoyed it. And thank you for your time. And when did you kind of start feeling off? And I wish, feeling kind of like you, you kind of want to enter. Yeah. And I wish you the best of luck in kind of your future, basically in your future endeavors. I guess, like, bringing up the FWB situation, because I've personally never really been through that. Mm. How do you, like, how do you end an FWB situation and then follow up? How do you, like... Actually, honestly, everything about an FWB situation just kind of confuses me. So maybe just entail me, like, how do you end it? How do you know it's ending? What What's the shtick? Sh- Give it's me the hot tips. I think it's just good to kind of quickly establish it. Like, I've kind of been lucky in my situation where I've been able to kind of turn off that switch, that kind of lust switch. Okay. I've been like, they're just a friend now or they're going about their own thing. That's hard because especially if you're doing it with someone who you're really attracted to, you're obviously still going to look at them in like in a sexual manner. But I think it's kind of quickly good to, even like, if you're still friends, hang out with them as a friend. Or hang mm-hmm. out in a situation where you can't get physical or flirty. Don't kind of, basically kind of remove kind of the, the hint or the chance you might try and go for it again. But again, just honestly, you just chat out. And especially in most of my cases, being like the, the girls who I've been with have ended up in like a relationship. And that's been completely fine with me. And all you just say is that I'm so, just say, just be happy for them. That they've found someone, they've enjoyed it. In reality, if they've been sleeping with you for a while, they've obviously enjoyed it. They've obviously really grown and they've kind of, or basically, to put it frankly, if they weren't enjoying sleeping with you, they wouldn't sleep with you, but they obviously are. So you should take a lot of kind of self-confidence from that. That's fair. I think, like, on my end, I just, like, I, I'd say this about every single thing. I think communication is super important. Mm. So I think, like, being really honest about why the relationship, be it FWB, friendship, mm you know, a relationship, with why it broke down, but not in a malicious way. Oh, exactly. Because I feel like some people have the tendency to just play the blame game. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely been, like, I've definitely done that. Like, mm. you know, when you grow up, you kind of it's learn kind of, that you've done some terrible things in your past. It's kind of like the uh, seven stages of grief. And I mm. feel like you kind of quickly go through that in relationships and kind of just, in, even in WBs. Yeah. But it is, yeah. You're angry, then you kind of blame someone, then you kind of blame yourself, and then you're like, it's all over. But it, yeah, it's always, I guess it's always just important to just remember yeah. not to blame the other person in a malicious way. It's okay to tell somebody that, hey, yeah. 
we weren't working out because you you hurt me a lot but it's not okay to i feel like yeah. it, there's a line between that and being like we are not working because you were all the like you were the problem the entire time exactly revenge and jealousy especially if they get into another relationship or trying mm-hmm. to ruin basically trying to impact other areas of the any areas of life is not very nice and you can find yourself in the wrong place in many situations if you do something like that which takes us to our next song we've got the wrong place by hooverphonic and one of the best tunes i think we can agree ever created it's waterloo by abby you're listening to naughty rude show 90.7 with adam and liz and that was waterloo by abba honestly i feel like that should be a crowd favorite who doesn't like <laughs> abba oh i we turned like into a bit of a nightclub. Uh, it's definitely turned into a bit of a nightclub uh, in the studio tonight. We are loving every single moment of the show and every single moment of the tunes that we are playing this week. It's a shame it's raining men is not a Eurovision song. Otherwise, that would be the pick. Hey, <laughs> I'm sure we can make... If we try as hard as we can, we can make it into a Eurovision song, even if it's just kind of adding it to the end of the playlist. Yeah. So moving into... <laughs> that was so unenthusiastic. I'm so sorry, Adam. Um, I, I totally, totally agree. If you guys want our playlist of the week, let us know. We're happy. Adam is happy, so excited to give you his entire Spotify playlist on your vision. Um, I don't have Spotify, so I know. Problem. Shame on me. No, he does. But <laughs> moving into this new... T- um, continuing on the segment of kind of like breakups. Not to, not to be a bit of a downer, but... What are some of the breakup tips that you have, Adam? Like, I guess, what Mm. did you do when you got broken up with? I'm assuming that you've been broken up with at least once. Yeah, and all that. So for context, my last um, breakup was basically in year 10. And the way I thought about about it back then is definitely a lot different than what I thought about now. But I think I allowed myself to kind of be, like, frustrated, to be kind of, like, sad. Because it's a human emotion. You don't want to bottle up your, like I said, it's kind of like volcano, volcano analogy. If you bottle up all your emotions, eventually you're just going to absolutely explode. Oh my god, Adam, you're exploding all over the studio. I nearly sent the mic uh, flying people. But I think that's the thing, like, allow yourself to be sad, talk to your friends, but also balance out those emotions and kind of reflect on the good times, reflect on what you learned, mm. and just know that they're doing, they're doing it for them. They're not trying to break up with you. But what did you do, Adam? What did I... I basically just kind of like... I chatted with my mates, kind of saying, it happened, it's annoying. Chatted with my parents. They kind of had the whole chat, like, it happens, you go into it. And I think I just kind of dull... Kind of just kind of really motivated myself to kind of really improve. Especially kind of allowed me to really concentrate my schoolwork. And I'm getting really great marks. So what I'm hearing is... Um, when Adam's not doing well with school, he tries to, like, form a breakup so that <laughs> he can do well in school after. Yeah, you know how some people get, like, their revenge body? Yeah, you get revenge grades. Yeah, I get my revenge grades. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, like, I guess on my end, I am very much into just kind of doing the things, like reminding myself, like, what I love doing. Mm. I, that came out really weird, but basically just doing the things I love. Mm. Remi- remembering who I am as a person before turning into this relationship person. Mm. I think that's something. Like, So, for example, it would be like, starting to do calligraphy again so like little hobby is that like kind of remind you like to find peace in yourself to remember to love yourself kind of removing the relationship from your personality Mm -hmm. don't allow kind of relationship with that person to kind of define who you are Mm -hmm. like you two like you're not combined basically combined at the hit with them exactly you're living your own life you got your own things to make your personality unique and different to all others but like obviously for context my longest relationship besides the one I'm currently in was about six months. So I don't really know if I've like ever really reached a point where I was co-joined at the hip with anybody mm-hmm. because I think my mother would like have a seizure if she found out mm-hmm. she thought I was co-joined at the hip with anyone <laughs> besides God. I think also jokes aside, it also raises a bit of a important question for both of us to kind of reflect now experiences. Has there mm-hmm. anything you've done in the past that you kind of like, you think, yeah, that was a bit toxic during a breakup or like looking back the person I am now, I might not have done that. I think, I think like looking back, I've definitely been like a really big blame game person. I think mm. I definitely like wasn't, I think there was probably a time in my life where I wasn't fully capable of taking the blame myself. Mm. Like, I don't know if that's, I feel like that's something everyone goes through, right? Oh, exactly. You never want to kind of look at yourself and be like, you know what? 
that wasn't great by me. I shouldn't have done that. I've stuffed up. Exactly. I think I think I definitely kind of like I think actually my biggest toxic trait that I, I like to think that I don't have anymore was listening to my friends a bit too much. Mm. You know, your friends like, oh, break up with him. And I'm like, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he ain't shit. And it's like, <laughs> actually, you ain't shit in this. It wasn't him. Your friends are just backing you because they're your friends, not because exactly. they actually have real advice for you. Yeah, your friends are. Fr- friends, we love them to bits, but they're definitely one of the more biased uh, groups mm-hmm. you'll ever find because, again, they have your back like nothing else. I think that was definitely something I learned was to take like what my friend said with a giant, giant dollop of salt. <laughs> what about you, Adam? I think in my case, especially back then, year 10, I kind of like, obviously, year, being a teenage boy, you're going through puberty and you do have urges all the time. I think breaking out with kind of that, um, I probably self-admittedly did watch a way too much porn at that age. I kind of found it to like a means to an end. And basically, it took me until probably the first year of uni to be to be really confident talking to girls. Mm. Both because um, I talking to girls in a friendship point of view, I never had any issues with because there was no connection there. But talking to a girls like in a flirty way, in like not a yeah I yeah you're hot way, like you're you're hot but you're also cool. So I think back then I definitely kind of delved into it and I kind of found it to be means to an end. And because obviously porn basically meant that kind of like once all was said and done, I didn't kind of have any urges to kind of chat with any girls to kind of form a relationship. So basically for context, like throughout the whole of high school, like I basically went, that relationship, amazing, but it was very puppy love. Mm. Like it wasn't anything serious. The whole of high school, I basically went like without kissing anyone or kind of like actually being being sexually active with anyone. And it's a moment in life where I kind of reflect on like, you know, that wasn't great, but I think it helped kind of me mature. So I think that and I think also kind of not letting go. Because, like, I was heads over heels for this girl. Because, lovely girl, I'm at a swing club. Like, she's going really well these days. It makes me really happy. But I think back then, I was like, you know what? It, like I was saying before, does she like me? Does she not? Oh, there's a chance, there's a chance. Just kind of not kind of putting, like, the sword through. Yeah. Basically, kind of the axe through the tree. That was growing, kind of just cutting it down forever and kind of letting it go. Because that's one thing I can do these days a lot better. Like, I can really like a girl. And we can be sexually active. But once she kind of said, you know what? I'm not feeling anymore. I can immediately kind of remove that kind of sexual, that kind of, that mm. lust for me. So it's definitely an interesting time to reflect on. And yeah, I think just kind of not letting go to the point where like every time we were kind of against swimming club, like it's just trying to hang out with her every day. And basically her rocking up, that was like affecting my mood, even though we were just friends. Yeah. So I guess what would you say are some like good tips you have for whoever's listening that might be going through a breakup right now? I think just kind of be kind to yourself. But also reflect on yourself. Basically, be kind to yourself first. And then just have some quiet times to yourself and just kind of thinking, you know what? I, like, you really care for this person and you were good to them, but I can always do better in this regard. And as you said, find something that you really enjoy, whether that's working out, whether that's reading, painting, or if you kind of need to get some anger out, go to just kind of... Uh, one thing I definitely would recommend if you kind of want to get back at not get back at toxic but kind of take a bit of anger after the toxic relationship have you seen like those rooms you can hire out where you can basically just smash up the room you're talking about yeah I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> those like anger rooms see I, there's the name for them and I, I actually blanked as well on that same but I reckon definitely honestly if you kind of if you need to kind of get out that anger one way or another because you will eventually feel like anger and annoyance mm. take it out in the way that suits you best but don't take it out on the person you're breaking up with because you just end up in this toxic cycle of you're trying to get back at them or they're trying to get back at you. And I think, yeah, Liz, would you agree with that? I would. I think, like, on my end, I'm going to... I completely agree with everything you're saying, in all honesty. Like, I think that's a really good way of looking at a breakup. But I'd like to also offer any of our listeners some of these more, like, mainstream ideas. Like, you know, self-care. Self-care is really important, I feel. Mm. finding like finding yourself again after a breakup super important in my opinion and i think the easiest way to do that is to treat yourself you know whether that's a shopping trip whether that's getting yourself more you know like bringing yourself out on a date you know getting that coffee Mm. you've always wanted but put off because it was way too expensive or far away Mm. or even going to the zoo like you know basically (laughs) just spend money on yourself go to a spa exactly do the things that you didn't really want to do because you thought you know, maybe I don't really need to do this. Well, right now, honey, you need to do this. Trust me. Exactly. Just be kind to yourself. Be nice to yourself and, like... You deserve it. 
And as you kind of said, the first date after any long-term relationship or short-term for that matter is a big moving step because you're moving out there, you're away from them, and you're basically saying goodbye to yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're saying goodbye to the past and you're saying goodbye to what has happened. Talking about that, that's our next song on this lovely Sunday night. We've got Goodbye to Yesterday by Ziggy Rasta and Alina Bourne. Followed by, we're going a bit of a, changing up tonight, going a bit, going a bit Spanish, Viva Espana. Going Amaneca by Adum. You're listening to The Naughty Roo Show with Liz and Adam on scene 97.7. Before we start the song, I'd just like to say, if you have any tips you'd like to share with us, please feel free to hit us up. <laughs> Thanks. Goodbye to Yesterday by D- Ziggy Rasta and Alia Bourne. And Amaneca by Adum. You're listening to The Naughty Roo Show with Adam and Liz on this lovely Sunday night on 90.7. And it's been a very fascinating first opening half of the show. It has... Yes, we have covered topics such as breakups and how to feel after a breakup and what to do as a breakup, and with a little bit of Eurovision in the middle of all these songs. So much Eurovision. And you can never get enough Eurovision. No, you really can't. It's definitely becoming this uh, show's obsession. Well, I mean, it's the two of us, and we're both obsessed, so yeah, I guess so. Exactly. The only thing I'm also so, more so with is hearing our audience's stories, which we shall hear very shortly. But we are the Naughty Rude Show, chat all things naughty, all things rude. And as I said before, we'd love to hear from you. You are the audience. You make our show. Without you, this show is... This show is nothing. It would severely deplete our resources for us to not to have an audience. Yes, correct. Exactly. I need people to be able to tell all my all my experiences to on a Sunday night, and you are the people that listen, thankfully. Adam <laughs> just wants friends, okay? Oh, exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I want to be loved. He wants to be loved. You, need a, you should DM us your love for Adam or me. I mean... Both. And our lovely hosts, of course. <laughs> and you can find us on Naughty Naughty Rude Sin on all F, Naughty Rude S Y N on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and especially if you want to keep your little secrets. Um, well, secret. Yeah, secret. A bit of anonymity is never a bad thing. Hit us up on Linktree and Tinder. Again, Naughty Rude Sin. Be able to find us there, and you can ask us any question, any queries. Whether it's about us, whether it's about you, or about what's going on up there, down there. Everywhere. I mean, we have mentioned a few times on this show, but um, just a question. Still not a doctor? Still not a doctor. I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy, but still not a doctor. <laughs> I was more of a scrubs person back in the day. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I can't handle blood, so I don't actually know why I'm watching all these medical shows. <laughs> but yeah, still not a doctor. So you may tell us about your, you know, bits. But if you're having trouble with your bits, please don't actually come to us for advice. We won't be able to provide it to you. We aren't medical professionals. We like hearing it. Hmm. But talk to your GP. Talk to us like a friend. Don't talk to us like a medical professional. That is something we can both agree with. Sometimes on this show, we talk about some pretty interesting things. If you find yourself having any trouble with the topics that we discuss, or if you need any help, help is not something that you should be ashamed of seeking. And for that, we have a few helplines for you. That's Beyond Blue at 1-300-224-636, 1-300-224-636, Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800, and Q Life Helpline with 1-800-184-527, that's 1-800-184-527. Always good to have a chat, guys, and it is amazing. And one thing I can say is that after you've had a chat with someone, in my case, it feels like I'm in an absolute fairy tale. I'm just on cloud nine and loving it. Talking about fairy tale, we've got fairy tale by Alexander Ryback coming up, and followed by that, it is Toy by Netta. Toy with Netta, you're listening to the Naughty Root Show here on Sin with Liz and Adam. So we're back, and we're gonna ask the question: Can you be friends with someone you once had a connection with, be it crush, somebody you've dated? What do you think, Adam? I think. It's tricky, but it can be done. But there's no real correct answer. You can only go what the context was of your friendship, how you feel about them, how they feel about you. True. And basically what you're doing. Okay. I think it's I feel like it's a lot easier to go from hook up to friend than like friend to hook up to friend. Or kinda of friend to relationship to friend. Yeah. Cause I feel like you can kinda of look at the past. Let's say like you had, you had a bit of fun, but now it's like now you're kinda of chilled. But if you kind of went from chill just hanging out as mates to sleeping together, being in a relationship, to now being friends again, you're always going to have that more serious thing holding you together. So I think 
Yes, it's, it's tricky. I think I've done it before, and I've yeah. What about what about yourself? Have you ever had like a situation where it's like it's a bit icky, but you pulled it off? So I definitely have been friends with my exes. Mm. Like I, I, I mean, like that's what the question means to me at least. Mm. Uh, I've definitely been friends with exes, but I've also seen it go both ways in the sense that, um, for context, um, one of my friends. We are so close now, but it took us three years to become friends again. So it was a pretty bad breakup. And then mm. we like kind of ghosted each other. For some reason, we still kept each other on social media. Oh. And that was the only reason we ended up talking again. Like basically <laughs> during the lockdowns, I wished him happy birthday. He wished me a happy birthday. All of a sudden, friends. <laughs> three years. And that's all it took. Exactly. It was almost Crazy. like it, was a sub- it sounds like it was like a subconscious scene or that. It was like still got that little kind of friendship. But it's just time for it to kind of emerge once again. Yeah, and I, I like so appreciate that because we are we were awful as a couple, but we were <laughs> always great friends. Like the two of us were always like we were perfect as friends. We just kept trying to make something happen. Oh, exactly. And just wasn't supposed to happen. Exactly. It's kind of like it's only in retrospect you can realize you're like you know what at the time, mm. at the time you, we thought it we thought something could happen, but in retrospect it's like no, definitely couldn't. But I've definitely had like situations where I've been friends with like people who've had crushes on me it's worked and it hasn't worked i've got like both sides of the story what about you adam um i think for my one relationship that i talked about earlier i'm really lucky that me and her are really quite good friends great and yeah we kind of met at a couple of parties i met their partner and those they they both make each other really happy and it was really cool the bit of a story of that is that um for my first ever journalism uh, story i did a story about kind of dementia and i reached out right. on social media asking people for kind of basically kind of help for an interview. And um, my ex, um, she actually texted me saying, I'm happy for you to interview me because my grandpa my grandpa had a uh, dementia. Mm-hmm. So I invited her in my place. We're kind of just chatting, kind of interview her. We go get dinner afterwards. And that was like the first time ever we could actually kind of talk about what happened during that time together. Okay. And how, like, how it affected her, how it affected me, and how kind of like some of the actions in the following months weren't unfair to, were a bit unfair to both of us. So it was really cool that we kind of, it took, again, like you said, three years, yeah, it would have taken us probably about two years to kind of be able to kind of like take that big kind of kind of get over that kind of lump. That friendship, once we kind of like went over that lump, it's like we're friends again. It's You're... always that one conversation that starts everything up again. Mm. So what about, have you ever like confessed to somebody and like had them reject you and still have like a friendship form? I think, yeah, honestly, it actually happened to me quite recently. Like I was just chatting to a chatting to my like this gorgeous girl who I'm really, really mates with, like lovely girl. It kind of got to the point where kind of we were kind of flirting, and it kind of it was going pretty good, and then kind of one night I kind of just stopped, and I never really knew why. Like it was a bit confusing, but it, and so I kind of was always flirting just a little bit, but I always kind of knew in my heart there kind of wasn't anything going there, and that, that was completely fine for me. But kind of a couple months ago, we, we kind of I think like about a month ago, we kind of just had that chance. Like, so actually, what happened then? Like, it wasn't me kind of asking like I need answers, I want answers. It was basically just being curious. Like, so do you know why I kind of ended? Because we're at the point now, like, we're great mates and whatever conversation we have, we still will be really good mates. So it's really interesting to kind of hear from her, like, I think the age difference between us definitely affected me. And also, I saw you, like, you were in the same friendship group. I wouldn't want to sleep with someone who's in the same friendship group because it can get a bit chaotic. And that was kind of like, it wasn't easy for me to hear because there were two, two things that I couldn't prevent. But it was also kind of like relieving. It's like, it's not a personal thing. It's just kind of like, thank you for telling me. And now, like, and now I said, we're really good mates, and I'm really, really thankful for that. That's good. I have had, like, like I said earlier, I've had, like, both ends of the spectrum happen to me. And I guess I might also ask you for your male perspective on one of the bads. Ooh. But I have, I guess to summarize the goods, I have had, like, you know, like, small flings slash, like, crushes confess mm-hmm. and have that form into beautiful, lovely friendships, like, best of friends, mm-hmm. my favorite people in the world. I would literally, like, cry if they told me they didn't want to be my friend anymore, just <laughs> for whatsoever reason. I'd be really sad if we drifted. Like, they're really, really important part of my parts of my life. But on the other hand, I have had, like, this is, like, going to be a tiny bit of a grandfather story on Liz's part. Sorry <laughs> to turn it into the Liz show for a second. But I had a guy confess to me. I made it really clear that I didn't see him as anything more than friends. And then for three years, we were best friends. Like, I'm telling you, three years, like two to three years, best friends. <laughs> but every single, like, other day of the week, um, 
he would like kind of try to confess again and I'd have to put him down a bit mm. and like we still had lovely banter I, I think I shouldn't <clears throat> for context I don't think I feel like I might have maybe like humored him a bit too much like I mm. didn't put my foot down enough but we were doing great and then we had a big fight one of the nights like we were hanging out and then basically like over the next weekend he just cut me off so it's like a three-year friendship he was my best friend for context I can never go back to where we hung out because like too many memories why would a guy do that I think yeah it's kind of just kind of hearing I think especially in my terms it's like it's kind of hard you kind of can I feel like a lot of guys always trick themselves sometimes thinking mm. the girl there's always the, the chance like the might the maybe the will and oh, think, there was definitely the maybe. He oh, was exactly. like... Until, like, they... <clears throat> until, like, for example, my mate said, like, I still see you as a friend, I love you as a friend. And that was kind of like, until you actually hear that, you see, your brain is going to trick you into thinking, just keep bantering with her, keep hanging out with her, keep kind of chatting with her. And, like, yeah, keep kind of chatting with her about her other boys and, you never know, if it doesn't work out between them, then maybe you can kind of come in as a rebound or something like that. I de- he definitely did that because I, like... He used to help me with school assignments a lot mm. because I think to an extent he thought if he helped me enough, he would oh, exactly. maybe like I'd fall for him or I'd like love him or something like that mm. or I'd like feel bad and like date him. Um, I always tried to make sure he knew that mm. I wasn't like asking him to do work because I was trying to make use of him. Mm. And oh my God, I went on a tangent. But to to get to the point that I was originally trying to make... He used to, I used to tell him about people I was going on dates with and he'd always tell me how shit they were as people because I think he was really hoping if he like muddied up the mm. waters enough, I'd realize he was the one. He'd be able to sneak in. Mm. But like, why would somebody like just suddenly cut somebody off? I think because they're just, they remind them of a bad time. They remind them of the rejection. They, remi- they remind them where it kind of made them feel small or made them kind of feel like not worthy. And this isn't I for see. all people, but it's kind of like it's kind of like, it's like if you get a bad mark in a test, you don't want to think about that test, do you? Because it reminds you of when you kind of felt a bit dumb or yeah. a bit a bit silly, a bit stupid. And I feel like that's what I was saying. It's kind of like a flight or fight syndrome. If you kind of get rejected, you don't react like one way or the other. You don't like you don't. Most people don't take it like gracefully. Like thank you for telling me. You're either you might get angry or you might get a bit bitchy or you might kind of just try and just kind of remove yourself, kind of just kind of dev- kind of just split you and the situation up. I see. Well, thanks, Adam, for kind of, like, opening my eyes up to the multiple <laughs> options I had for what might have happened between me and my best friend. We, it has been a long time, so I am pretty over that friendship. Hmm. Um, no, what's, what say we break this with a song? I mean, life is an arcade. There's plenty of games, it plenty is. of situations. And that's what we've got up next is Arcade by Dan... By Duncan Lawrence and Sentimente by Monica Liu. You're listening to Naughty Rude Show with Adam and Liz on Sin 90.7. Toy with Netta. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin with Liz and Adam. So we're back and we're going to ask the question. Can you be friends with someone you once had a connection with, be it crush, somebody you've dated? What do you think, Adam? I think it's tricky, but it can be done. But there's no real correct answer. You can only go what the context was of your friendship, how you feel about them, how they feel about you. True. And basically what you're doing. Okay. I think it's, I feel like it's a lot easier to go from hook up to friend than like friend to hook up to friend or kind of friend to relationship to friend. Yeah. Because I feel like you can kind of look at the past. Let's say like you had, you had a bit of fun, but now it's like now you're kind of chilled. But if you kind of went from chilled to hanging out as mates to sleeping together, being in a relationship, to now being friends again, you're always going to have that more serious thing holding you together. So I think, yes, it's, it's tricky. I think I've done it before and I've, yeah. What about what about yourself? Have you ever had like a situation where it's like, it's a bit icky, but you pulled it off? So I definitely have been friends with my exes. Hmm. Like I, I've... I mean, like, that's what the question means to me, at least. Mm. Uh, I've definitely been friends with exes, but I've also seen it go both ways in the sense that, um, for context, um, one of my friends, we are so close now, 
but it took us three years to become friends again. So it was a pretty bad breakup. And then mm. we like kind of ghosted each other. For some reason, we still kept each other on social media. Oh. And that was the only reason we ended up talking again. Like basically <laughs> during the lockdowns, I wished him happy birthday. He wished me a happy birthday. All of a sudden, friends. <laughs> three years and that's all it took. Exactly. It was almost Crazy. like it was a sub it sounds like it was like a subconscious scene or that it was like still got that little kind of friendship, but it's just time for it to kind of emerge once again. Yeah, and I, I like so appreciate that because we are we were awful as a couple, but we were <laughs> always great friends. Like the two of us were always like we were perfect as friends. We just kept trying to make something happen. Exactly. Exactly. It's kinda like it's only in retrospect you can realise you're like, you know what, at the time Mm. At the time, you, we thought it, we thought something could happen, but in retrospect, like no, definitely couldn't. But I've definitely had like situations where I've been friends with like people who've had crushes on me. It's worked and it hasn't worked. I've, I've got like both sides of the story. What about you, Adam? Um, I think for my one relationship I talked about earlier, I'm really lucky that me and her are really quite good friends. Great. And yeah, we kind of met at a couple parties. I met their partner, and those they they both make each other really happy. And it was really cool. The bit of a story of that is that um, for my first ever journalism uh, story, I did a story about kind of dementia. And I reached out on social media asking people for kind of, basically kind of help for an interview. And um, my ex, um, she actually texted me saying, I'm happy for you to interview me because my grandpa my grandpa had uh, dementia. Mm-hmm. So I invited her in my place. We're kind of just chatting, kind of interview her. We go get dinner afterwards. And that was like the first time ever we could actually kind of talk about what happened during that time together. Okay. And how like how it affected her, how it affected me, and how kind of like some of the actions in the following months weren't unfair to were a bit unfair to both of us. So it was really cool that we kinda of, it took again, like you said, three years. Yeah, it would have taken us probably about two years to kinda of be able to kinda of like take that big kinda of, kinda of get over that kind of lump. That friendship once we kinda of like went around that lump's like we're friends again. It's You're... always that one conversation that starts everything up again. Mm. So what about have you ever like confess to somebody and like had them reject you and still have like a friendship formed i think yeah honestly it actually happened to me quite recently like i'll just chat to a chat to my like this gorgeous girl who i'm really really nice with like lovely girl it kind of got to the point where kind of we were kind of flirting and it kind of it was going pretty good and then kind of one night i kind of just stopped and i never really knew why like it was a bit confusing but and so i kind of was always flirting just a little bit but i always kind of knew in my heart there kind of wasn't anything going there and that was completely fine with me but it kind of come months ago, we kind of, I think about a month ago, we kind of just had that chance, like, so actually, what happened then? Like, it wasn't me kind of asking, like, I need answers, I want answers. It was basically just being curious, like, so do you know why I kind of ended? Because we're at the point now, like, we're great mates and whatever conversation we have, we still will be really good mates. So it was really interesting to kind of hear from her, like, I think the age difference between us definitely affected me. And also, I saw you, like, you were, were in the same friendship group. I wouldn't want to sleep with someone who's in the same friendship group because it can get a bit chaotic. And that was kind of like, it wasn't easy for me to hear because there were two, two things that I couldn't prevent. But it was also kind of like relieving. It's like, it's not a personal thing. It's just kind of like, thank you for telling me. And now, like, and now I said, we're really good mates and I'm really, really thankful for that. That's good. I have had, like, like I said earlier, I've had, like, both ends of the spectrum happen to me. And I guess I might also ask you for your male perspective on one of the bads. Ooh. But I have... I guess to summarize the goods, I have had, like, you know, like, small flings slash, like, crushes confess Mm -hmm. and have that form into beautiful, lovely friendships, like, best of friends, Mm -hmm. my favorite people in the world. I would literally, like, cry if they told me they didn't want to be my friend anymore, just (laughs) for whatsoever reason. I'd be really sad if we drifted. Like, they're really, really important parts of my life. But on the other hand, I have had, like... This is, like, going to be a tiny bit of a grandfather story on Liz's part. Sorry to turn it into the Liz show for a second. But I had a guy confess to me. I made it really clear that I didn't see him as anything more than friends. And then for three years, we were best friends. Like, I'm telling you, three years, like, two to three years, best friends. But every single, like, other day of the week, um, he would, like, kind of try to confess again. And I'd have to put him down a bit. Mm. And... Like, we still had lovely banter. I, I think I shouldn't, <clears throat> for context, I don't think, I feel like I might have maybe, like, humored him a bit too much. Like, I mm. sh- didn't put my foot down enough. But we were doing great. And then we had a big fight one of the nights. Like, we were hanging out. And then basically, like, over the next weekend, he just cut me off. 
So it was like a three-year friendship. He was my best friend for context. I can never go back to where we hung out because like too many memories. Why would a guy do that? I think, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hearing. I think especially in my terms, it's like it's kind of hard. You kind of can I feel like a lot of guys always trick themselves sometimes thinking mm. the girl, there's always the, the chance, like the might, the maybe, the will. And oh, think, there was definitely the maybe. He oh, was exactly. like... Until like they... <clears throat> until like, for example, my mate said like, I still see you as a friend, I love you as a friend. And that was kind of like, until you actually hear that, you see, your brain is going to trick you into thinking, just keep bantering with her, keep hanging out with her, keep kind of chatting with her. And like, yeah, keep kind of chatting with her about her other boys and you never know. If it doesn't work out between them, then maybe you can kind of come in as a rebound or something. I de- he definitely did that because I, like, I, he used to help me with school assignments a lot mm. because I think to an extent he thought if he helped me enough, he would oh, exactly. maybe like I'd fall for him or I'd like love him or something like that mm. or I'd like feel bad and like date him. Um, I always tried to make sure he knew that mm. I wasn't like asking him to do work because I was trying to make use of him. Mm. And... Oh my god, I went on a tangent. But to to get to the point that I was originally trying to make, he used to I used to tell him about people I was going on dates with and he'd always tell me how shit they were as people because I think he was really hoping if he like muddied up the mm. waters enough, I'd realize he was the one. He'd be out of sneak in. Mm. But like why would somebody like just suddenly cut somebody off? I think because they're just, they remind them of a bad time. They remind them of the rejection. They, remi- they remind them where it kind of made them feel small or made them kind of feel like not worthy. And this isn't I for see. all people, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like if you get a bad mark in a test, you don't want to think about that test, do you? Because it reminds you of when you kind of felt a bit dumb or yeah. a, bit, a bit silly, a bit stupid. And I feel like that's what I was saying. It's kind of like a flight or fight syndrome. If you kind of get rejected, you don't react like one way or the other. You don't like, you don't, most people don't take it like gracefully. Like, thank you for telling me. You're either you might get angry or you might get a bit bitchy or you might kind of just try and just kind of remove yourself, kind of just kind of divide, kind of just split you and the situation up. I see. Well, thanks, Adam, for kind of like opening my eyes up to the multiple <laughs> options I had for what might have happened between me and my best friend. We, it has been a long time, so I am pretty over that friendship. Hmm. Um, no. What's what say we break this with a song? I mean, life is an arcade. There's plenty of games, it plenty is. of situations, and that's what we've got up next is Arcade by, da- by Duncan Lawrence and Sentimente by Monica Liu. You're listening to Naughty Rude Show with Adam and Liz on Sin 90.7. was Dowdy Freo <laughs> with Think About Things. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin with Liz and Adam. So, Adam, this brings us to our favorite time of the week. Audience question time is where you guys get to dictate the show. You guys get to lead the way and ask us about all your problems, all your problems, all your queries, all the all the answers that you want from me and from Liz and all our lovely hosts. So here's the question we got this week: 18M. I'm a new re- I'm in a new relo at the moment, and I'm just starting to get physical with my boyfriend, and I want to expand my oral sex with him. How do I go about treating his jewels? Suck both or one at a time? So, um, I'm going to take a step back from this question. I'm going to let you answer it, Adam. No worries. It's time for me to take center stage. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you need to be very careful because the balls, the jewels, the nuts, however you want to say it, they are uh, very sensitive. And it's definitely a case of less is more. Don't treat them like they're stress balls. If you squeeze them or like really suck on them hard, it's going to hurt, uh, hurt your man very, very quickly, and it could be a quick end to uh, fun times to uh, sexy times before you know it. I have a question. Is testicular torsion really a thing? Yes, it can happen, and it can hurt very much. What so. is it? Sore ball. I mean, you can. You, I think it's almost like a case of like where literally your nuts can almost get twisted. So don't twist people's nuts, guys. No, just be very cool with that. But Unless I think... you don't like them, in which case. Oh, exactly. But I think... I'm not condoning any behavior. <laughs> I mean, ask him what he wants. Like maybe kind of maybe lick him or just kind of place him in your mouth, or just with your hands, kind of just place him in your hand, but don't squeeze him. Sorry, tease, tease. Don't just kind of grab. Especially the star where you kind of just warming up. Don't go straight for the jugular. It's really funny because like you guys can't see this, 
but Adam is literally making motions with his hands of things <laughs> like recommendations and what you should do to somebody's ball. <laughs> so it's kind of funny being in the room with him. Well, you got, I reckon you got to get a camera in here like one week just for we my re- just for my reaction because I'm literally kind of bouncing all over the place. It's like it's like I'm doing sign language while talking the show. It's He's quite... making my heart my life really difficult. I have to like keep turning on different mics for him. He keeps moving. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get all the angles in the room, all the all the sounds and kind of different where it goes. But I think, yeah, just less is more. Um, yeah, so... Let's speak th- to him. Communicate. Oh, exactly. Also, if you want to kind of... If you did want to take it up a little more, kind of like ask him, can I grow a bit hard and kind of go that little by little pressure? Um, you can also start... I don't know if you want to spice it up, heat it, heat and nice, kind of the body temperature thing. That can definitely work well. Um, but yeah, I think definitely don't... Gra- Long story short... Softer is better until you know where his limits do lie. There's also, you have to remember, there's also plenty of male sex toys out there. So you can do your research, see if your man wants to try something with you or whatever. And you can go from there and it might be uh, more fun for both of you. I see. Well, thank you, Adam, for enlightening our audiences. I hope you feel enlightened audiences. (laughs) If you want to hear, if you want us to answer more questions, feel free to slide into our DMs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook? Facebook? Yep, Naughty Rude Sin. So that is Naughty Rude S-Y-N. And we're always happy to take your questions, whether they be about sexuality, identity, basically anything, any queries, you can ask how my week's going, how I feel about being thousands of dollars in hex debt at the moment. Okay. And if you don't want us to know who you are, we have a Tumblr page. We also have a link tree, actually. Honestly, the link tree is pretty anonymous, too. You can probably get away mm. with doing that. That's where most of the questions have been coming through. Exactly, yeah. Just again, ask away. We don't. We won't know who it is. And as we're kind of done with this question here, or we we'll, we'll basically just we just uh, we just say on the show what's on the question. Nothing more. Don't ask any more questions. And we just debate it. So like kind of that. And the more questions we can know about these things, the better. The more we gain from the show in terms of enjoyment, the you got more you gain in terms of education, and we all kind of benefit from it equally. And we like to just communicate with you guys. This is our fun, cool way of incorporating our fans, our audiences our favorite people on earth and and with the show you the audience mm. us the hosts talking about conversation. the conversation talking about the audience i do believe we've got a bit of a question for the audience we did. this week no we have a second listener question adam oh before that i'm, ju- I'm jumping <laughs> the gun aren't i you're getting a bit too excited involving our audiences and talking about it and you're getting exactly. too excited i believe this is a bit of a this question comes from a bit of sin alumni i think this comes from our ex-producer jack and is is wearing a I'm single shirt and the club's too desperate. Well, I feel like this is a matter of personal opinion. Mm. What is your personal opinion, Adam? When it comes to fashion, I'm kind of... I mean, it certainly stands out. It's always good to stand out, but it wouldn't really be my thing. When I kind of go out, I don't really put any pressure on myself or kind of unnecessary glares. I go about my things my own ways and kind of just kind of bounce to the beat my own drum. So would I wear that? No, but if you, I feel like you got to embrace it. Aware that you'd only get some some comments from both guys and girls and probably some laughs, but if you can pull it off with enthusiasm with your questions, questions, if you can pull it off with basically your attitude and you can smile at yourself and laugh at probably what you're going to cop something, just be able to laugh at yourself, definitely go there. So, so my perspective is that, I mean, it is definitely conversation starter, but mm-hmm. in in short, yes, yes, I think it might be a tiny bit. Exactly. Too desperate. Now, before we before we ask you the question, <laughs> which Adam is very excited to ask, so I'll let him ask it later. We have a few more songs for you. Ooh, love it. So next we've got Fullin by Alvin and Ahez. You might have heard a bit of it earlier, but now you can hear the rest of it. <laughs> Fullin by Alvin and Ahez. Slow Mo by Chanel and Yaya Ding Dong, one of my favorite songs ever by... Molly Sandon and Will Ferrell. Three tunes followed by many. I've been loving this little Eurovision theme we've been going for tonight, Liz. Would you agree? It's I love it. We should do this more often. <laughs> Tell us if you want us to do themed nights. We're happy to do that. Yeah, a bit of a Euro- Eurovision seasonal. <laughs> Please let us know if you have any, like, you know, songs that, maybe, like, themes that you want us to play mm. or or maybe themes you want us to talk about. Like that. We can even kind of go through the decades, like maybe 80s one week, 90s one week, <laughs> something like that. I think I'm sure we'll work something very nicely out. 
you know, love songs or stuff like that. I oh, I like to do nice. things like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, if you want to contact us, you know where to do that. That's on Naughty Rude Sin. That's S-Y-N on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Alternatively, you can get on our Tumblr at thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask. And thank you for ever for getting involved tonight. It's been another wonderful show. Another interesting show, and I loved every moment of it. But I think, unfortunately, we're on the home stretch, aren't we? We're about to head off and we make the, the trek through this freezing cold night. But uh, my heart and everything else has definitely been warmed up by all these saucy conversations we've had with you guys tonight. We hope that you've enjoyed your time with us on the Naughty Root Show. <laughs> Just to recap, we did hit some interest, like some... I wouldn't say hard topics, but I wouldn't say they were particularly bit like sticky. either. Bit sticky. Bit of a topic. We would we talked about, you know, relationships, ending, mm. starting, During, all of the above. Exactly. Basically, just kind of what they are, who they are, how to react to them, and how to feel about them. And, and if you want to hear more from us, you're welcome to check out our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. If we're not there, try somewhere else. Oh, if you want to relive the past memories of this year, of this season, last season, last year, they're all up there and you'll get more than enough information and saucy stories from the host and everybody else to last an absolute lifetime. So before we end, Adam, the question. Ooh, drum roll, please. So we've got a question from a lovely audience member this week and it is, what are your top three favorite sex positions? We look forward to hearing all your responses on our stories and our link tree and our Tumblr. Please let us know your salacious stories. I know I'll be revealing all mine next week, but you'll only hear it on here, on the Naughty Rude Show, on Sin. And that is... I think that'll be us, guys. We'll bid you adieu. This has been the Naughty Rude Show with Adam and Liz on 90.7 Sin FM. And what's our last song? We're going very appropriate song. It is Eat Your Salad by City by City Zenny, Lavi's representative in Eurovision 23. The opening lyrics basically sum up my attitude to sex in general. Once again, you are listening to the Naughty Rude Show with Liz and Adam here on Sin. Sin. Good night.